0: Hello, 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 everyone. It has been a little bit of a while, but I assure you, we are alive. Thank you for tuning in. I have my awesome co host here, Wyatt. Hello. And we would just like to thank you for joining the Coalescence Publishing Podcast. So, as always, Wyatt, why don't you tell our wonderful audience what they should go do?
1: Yeah, uh, definitely like, share, and subscribe, for sure. Um, That helps us a lot. It tells us, um, you know, who's listening. Go ahead and uh, leave us a comment. Tell us uh, everything that you think about what we're going to be talking about today. Also, you should definitely go out and check on our bookstore on coalescencepublishing.com. Uh, coalescencepublishing.com Check out the bookstore. We have uh, a number of books available to now ranging from full-length novels to uh, novelettes, short stories, so on and so forth. So definitely go check that out. And if you're so inclined, uh, please support us on Patreon so that we can continue to make this uh, content here on this podcast. We can continue to uh, write our novels, and uh, we can continue to create content for all of you to enjoy.
0: Absolutely. And with that being said, I, w- I just want to add one short little thing in here. We do have a new edition coming to our bookstore here in about two or three months. And that's a, you know, a warm release day. We'll, talk about it more in the later episodes but definitely get hype for that and with that being said I can't believe we're already at the end of the year Wyatt yeah
1: yeah <laughs> it's uh it's been crazy
0: <laughs> so let's talk about holidays fictional for sure. holidays
1: yeah absolutely um so today yeah as Casey said we're going to be talking about Uh, kind of writing fictional holidays. And uh, if you haven't been following this series, this is actually a kind of holiday special for our world building series. So um, at the end of the video, we're going to be doing an example of world building uh, a fictional holiday. But first, we kind of have to lay the groundwork, right? So the first thing that we have to do is ask ask a few questions. So what exactly is a holiday (laughs) um this is a question that's kind of it feels intuitive it feels pretty simple but actually when you think about it holidays are really complex um things that phenomenon that exist um in, in human society so essentially what it boils down to is a holiday is a a special time of year devoted to cultural engagement of some kind um, it it can be celebratory it can be happy lively uh, or it can be solemn it can be um quiet it can be subtle uh, and then the they can also be individual or social so think about um birthdays are generally celebrated by a lot of cultures um but, If you think about what a birthday is, it's a really, it's really an individual holiday, even though it's celebrated by a culture, it's celebrated culturally, it's an individual holiday, it's something that really only applies to one person on that day of that year, and whoever's born on the same day, I guess. (laughs) Um But then you have social holidays there. These are like holidays that are celebrated on a societal level and celebrated in a social way. So, for instance, Christmas, Christmas, uh, we're coming up on that holiday. And I'm sure everybody is aware that everybody in their and their whole family is about to uh, celebrate this holiday. And so that's a good example of a of a societal holiday one that's not celebrated by or for one person but rather on a large scale
0: and here's my question why so yeah we know holidays are social they can be individual but why why do they exist like why are there holidays
1: yeah So holidays can exist for a number of reasons, right? So I'm not, this is a, (laughs) uh, as we always say, like we're non-scholarly, right? So, so I'm not a sociologist. I can't say that holidays exist for these particular reasons, but just from observation and research, um, there's a couple of reasons that holidays exist. One is for religious or spiritual purposes. So um, a, a. Couple of examples for holidays such as this would be in Catholicism and other forms of Christianity. You have Lent, and uh, similarly, not the same, but similarly, uh, Islam has uh, two Eids a year, and these are periods of religious sacrifice. Usually, they 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 involve fasting. They can involve giving to the to the poor um uh and and it's generally just a period of sacrifice and devotion showing one spiritual uh commitment to the precepts of their religion so those are that's one reason that a holiday can exist um another one is for uh cultural or national unity right so you're thinking about uh For in the U.S., we have the Fourth of July, which is Independence Day. Um, And that is a holiday that's very it's very um, specific to a certain culture, a certain um, national group. Um, And then. It's it's celebrated to. um, Emphasize this sense of national pride and identity and connect individuals to each other through that through that sense of national pride so uh, other countries have specific versions of this for themselves And then the final uh, final thing a final note for why holidays might exist is to establish social cohesion and cultural values So going back to Christmas, um, Christmas is actually a really loaded holiday with this ethos, right? So um, Christmas does, can emphasize a number of social values, such as generosity, kindness, lawfulness, like you think about Santa Claus, right? He, he making a list and checking it twice, right? <laughs> um, so, so this idea of niceness, lawfulness, kindness, um, this is emphasized by Christmas and these, these values are emphasized during the season as something that applies to every culture that celebrates Christmas. Uh, Things that are valued by every culture that celebrates Christmas. Um, You know, a more cynical person could say that Christmas uh, establishes the value of market engagement. And I think about, this is more of a modern development, right? Um, But during the industrial era and on, Christmas becomes as heavily um, this this heavily marketed holiday as something that is you're buying things. Buying things is the primary form of of giving gifts and you're giving gifts to children And, and Santa Claus kind of being used as a proxy to say that children deserve gifts at this time of year children get gifts at this time of year and and the primary means of doing that is market engagement going out and buying things um this is especially true as as malls and and consignment stores and things like that become more more and more prevalent Um, and then really christmas can do one other thing which is actually kind of opposed to the the former uh item the former thing that christmas can establish and that's an interesting thing about holidays they can mean vastly different things a a single holiday can mean vastly different things to to one person or another one group or another and uh this christmas can also establish this value on solidarity between social groups so you're, this is the kind of Christmas movie that we've all seen, where it's it's like you know a rich person um, makes friends with a poorer person, which causes them to think about the way that they use their wealth and they start to become more generous and giving. This is the this is the entire premise of the Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens that these that people who you shouldn't necessarily place value on money. Christmas can can drive someone to think about the ways that they're using their wealth um, and begin to feel solidarity with the poor or solidarity with a group that they aren't necessarily a part
0: of. One thing I'd like to add to that, Wyatt, um, it can also help one realize where they need that solidarity between their social groups, for example, um, you know, for Christmas, Hanukkah, what have you, there's always that sense of celebrating with your family celebrating with your, you know, your social group. But that's just it. It has the undertone that you should really celebrate this with other people.
1: -hmm
0: and that could help people find a value in it as well
1: yeah for sure and then uh another thing to note about this topic what we're talking about right now as for why holidays exist um the reasons can intersect so <laughs> not to beat a dead horse right but with Christmas um Christmas is originally a religious holiday um it, it, it has roots in other holidays. And, you know, you think about Yule, you're thinking about um, during the Roman times. I, I can't, I can't really remember um, the holiday, but uh, the YouTube channel religion for breakfast has uh, a really good video on the Roman holiday that kind of predates Christmas. Um, and, but in a lot of ways it was always sort of religious it was always quite a spiritual time of year you think about christmas it's it's a winter solstice holiday which that's another theme that you'll find with holidays is that they're typically found in liminal times liminal spaces of of the calendar Um, and by liminal i mean like these lines these these periods in which change is happening so It's this goes for Christmas as a winter solstice holiday. The world is changing like the life is going away. The leaves are have fallen off of the tree and now we're transitioning into the cold period of the year. But um, birthdays are sort of the same, right? It's the changing. It's that it's that it's a signifier that you've gotten another year older. You survived another year on Earth and changed as a person for it no doubt no matter what walk of life you have so these liminal spaces um so but the reasons for holidays can intersect they can be uh a religious holiday such as christmas but christmas is also celebrated as a national holiday because in in the u.s at least um it's celebrated as a national holiday because it's seen as um pivotal to the culture, pivotal to the history and so on and so forth of the U.S. Whatever you think about that, that's, that's how it's viewed. And then again, as we said, Christmas also establishes certain social values. Um, so that it's actually an excellent holiday to show the intersection between so many different reasons for a holiday to exist, the spirituality, the nationality. And the, um, the the ethic, the ethics based holiday.
0: I do have one question, Wyatt. So yeah, we're you know, holidays are a lot more complex. You know, I listen. When I was younger, I thought some fat guy was going to bring me presents, but you know, after doing research and after growing older you know christmas just, spoiler alert you know. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert anyways um you know after talking with santa's little elves and his helpers i have come to find out that there is a lot more complexity behind that holiday there's a lot more complexity behind any holiday for the most part but here's my question why why should we write about holidays if they are so complex and have such cultural and societal meaning to them? Wouldn't we devalue them or devalue the holiday we're writing about if we write about it?
1: Well, that depends in the way that you write about holidays. But one reason that you should maybe consider writing holidays in a fictional work is because it lends credibility and realism to a fictional society. Like this is a common holidays, celebrations in liminal spaces. These are um, common phenomenon, phenomena throughout human societies. So they lend an air of credibility and realism to a fictional society. It makes it feel close like think about tolkien's lord of the rings it begins with a birthday party um it begins with bilbo's birthday party and it starts off the story on a high note that kind of makes the audience feel as if the world is lived in it's cozy and it's inviting it's something that gives you an opportunity to connect with the story on a way that you can empathize where later on in the story they're going to Rivendell, they're seeing elves, they're witnessing magic, like these things that we as humans in in our world can't necessarily empathize with, something like a holiday can actually make the story empathetic um, to the audience.
0: I have a question on that. So, you know, we do start off with Bilbo's birthday party and that in itself has a very complex undertone to it because spoiler alert if you have not read lord of the rings do not <laughs> just skip by this part um you know bilbo he's living an extremely and naturally long lifetime mm-hmm. you know because of the one ring That tied in with some of the shires you know cultural settings and how they do things makes mm-hmm. the birthday a very complex thing you know it's a huge deal You see how they celebrate it not only in the book, but also how it's portrayed in the movie. But one thing I would like to ask why it is can we incorporate holidays without having that level of complexity behind it? For example, since we're using Tolkien here, the dwarves celebrate Durin's day. Mm -hmm. We know nothing about it. No nothing hardly but you know they celebrate it yeah so yeah i mean it just
1: depends on the technique that you want to employ right so during it talking about bilbo's birthday again with bilbo's birthday um tolkien chose a very common holiday something that everyone would experience to do world building in um, and he did the world building by saying Bilbo's old, he's really old, he's unnaturally old. And that sets up everything with the ring and so on and so forth. But it's all happening in the context of a birthday party. So so it's, it's easy for the audience to digest the more fantasy world building because they don't have to think about the context of why is this, if it was a more original birthday or if it was a more original holiday being celebrated. Um, with Durin's day yeah we don't know that much only that the dwarves celebrate it and maybe that I mean I'm not a Tolkien scholar but it's possible that Tolkien added that in um, just to make the dwarves feel a little bit more real to say that they do have holidays but to leave it up to the audience's um, you know creativity and imagination as to how the dwarves celebrate Durin's day um Mm -hmm. and and so on because that can be a valuable tool you're you're saying yes they have this thing um you think about how they celebrate it that's a that's a good way to get the audience to start thinking about your world and have a little fun and agency in dreaming up ways that that they might even live in
0: your world I gotcha. So, with that being said, in the end, holidays can make the story more real. It can lend credibility to the social setting or the overall theme of the story. Am I understanding that? Yes. Okay. Um, okay.
1: So, on the themes, that's actually an interesting point, right? Um, have you seen Arcane yet? Oh, I love it. Have you, you've seen it? Oh, I love it too. It's, it's, it was an instant hit for me. Um, what we're, we're talking about is League of Legends Arcane on Netflix. Uh Amazing, amazing writing. I'm not even, I've never been into League of Legends. I, I've never played it before, never even touched it. And just the fact that the writers were able to write because so many, I don't want to get too deep into this, but so many video game, to show slash movie adaptations tend to rely on the audience knowing the game beforehand, um, but Arcane doesn't do that. Like they go, they went into writing that show with the idea that we're writing this show for people who have never even seen this this game before, um, and like the writing, the exposition, it was all handled perfectly. And one thing that was handled really perfectly in Arcane was a holiday. And that is in, in a, kind of like the second third of the season, um, the city of Piltover is celebrating a day called Progress Day, which is essentially when the government, the uni- in Piltover, as far as I'm understanding it, this university kind of operates as almost like a governing body over the city and uh, the university on progress day has all of their top students and all of their students in general reveal new inventions to the city like all of the things that they've been working on throughout the year um, they reveal this they they either reveal the invention in its complete form or they reveal um, where it's at like the progress quote-unquote um towards a new invention later on down the line and this is a great holiday thematically for what's going on in the show because the show is beginning in these episodes around progress around progress day um to center on the development of weapons of mass destruction and and um the the magic is being like one character is making, I don't want to spoil too much, but one character is making magic inventions. And then everyone's starting to try to take those inventions and start to twist their use, start to turn them into weapons, start to turn them into things that they can use for their own corruption. And the reason why this is such a great holiday for the themes and the drama of the arcane show is because it causes the audience to kind of question like what is progress really like is progress is does progress inevitably lead to the creation of weapons and the creation of things that we can just use to further our own greed and and so on and so forth and it causes them to question that for the characters in the show like why are you making this why are people using this who's using this who gets to control this new technology right but then it also causes the audience to question that about themselves which is the 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 um the real signifier of a good thematic story is the themes not just applying to the characters in the story but also the audience being the audience being able to extrapolate what the story can mean to them in their everyday life.
0: I love the fact that you mentioned, you know, what does progress really mean? Does it mean we, you know, using progress day as the example, does it mean we have reached that level where we can destroy one another with these great powerful weapons or does it mean we've progressed and we had the technology and the knowledge to avoid destroying one another you know and I, I love how it kind of brings it down to a personal level of perception you know what i may think and what you may think are two completely separate things but we still celebrate
1: progress so. eh? yeah It's a perfectly written original holiday for a setting.
0: Oh, absolutely. And again, before we move on, um, if any of you all have not seen Arcane, I would highly, highly, highly recommend checking it out. Well, all right. Wyatt. So here's another question. So what kind of holidays are we looking at here like you've mentioned christmas you've mentioned progress day what other holidays are we looking at here because you said we were gonna you know kind of give them an example of us creating one
1: Mm
0: -hmm. where should we start looking
1: yeah so um we're kind of getting into the technique and example side of this video so Uh, One thing that we should start with is saying what when you're writing a fictional holiday, what are you aiming for? So there's a couple of things, a couple of of ways that you can go about writing a fictional holiday. One is copying a real world holiday. Um, This is this is easy. This is definitely an easier option. Um, And if you do it right, like, for instance, Tolkien with the birthday, it has the potential with creating a space in the story for the audience to kind of shut their brains off and maybe pay attention to something else. Um, But you have to handle it right. And it's essentially basically what this means is copying a real world holiday into a fictional setting and then making up the lore around it as to why the practices are the same. So a couple of examples of this would be Christmas Uh, in Narnia. (laughs) So in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the second book in the Chronicles of Narnia series by C.S. Lewis, Santa shows up and gives the Pevensey children gifts. And I mean, Tolkien, or not Tolkien, my bad, Lewis, um, he he just did it. Like he just said Christmas is in Narnia for, and, and his reasons, right, his world building is that essentially Christmas is celebrated by Narnians because because Aslan is kind of Jesus so
0: um
1: so so it totally makes sense why would Christmas not be celebrated in Narnia right um uh and he doesn't he just leaves it at that Santa shows up Santa shows up gives the kids gifts it's Christmas um and it's a big deal because Christmas hadn't happened in Narnia because the White Witch was in power. So again, maybe it sounds a little gauche. I don't know if gauche is the right word to use there, but maybe it sounds a little wonky to, to, for C.S. Lewis to just say Christmas is in Narnia, but he did it right. He, he said that it's, it's Christmas, it's, it's Santa. And he used that as an opportunity to explain some of the complexities of conflict that the pevensey children are facing with the white witch like she's had this power but now she doesn't because the pevensey kids are here and they're the children of prophecy essentially um and well aslan is back too and and so on and so forth so that's a that's a pretty good example of a real world
0: Um, holiday can i throw in another example here wyatt yeah sure In Harry Potter, they celebrate Christmas. And I feel like holidays, you know, while they are good at, you know, kind of diverting the reader's attention to something else. In Harry Potter, they celebrate Christmas at Hogwarts. And how they did it was so wonderful. Because when I read through it and I see how they celebrate it brings your attention to not only the magic of christmas because you know it it puts you in that christmas mood but it also shows you the magic of the world you're reading about so i you know i think it can be something that benefits both the holiday and the story by heightening it and giving it that mm-hmm. level of well that heightened foundation for it to stand on Yes, yeah. does that make sense
1: yeah and both of those are pretty good examples. I mean, I think there's definitely some 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 complex undertones as to why witches and warlocks are celebrating Christmas. Uh that's kind of interesting if you think about it. Um, but I think a, a good thing to do would also to kind of give some bad examples. I, I'm not really sure if bad is the right word here, but um if you're a big MMO RPG player, like think, World of Warcraft, Elder Scrolls Online, so on and so forth, then you're probably acquainted with some fictional holidays, some copycat, quote unquote, fictional holidays um, yourself. And basically what happens in a lot of these MMOs is around Halloween time in our real world, um, there's a holiday, a fictional holiday made up for the game with lore all around it. Um, and they do the same things so they wear you know that you can run around in, in with pumpkin hats and uh you know in christmas you can ride on reindeer and stuff like that and that's like i said not necessarily bad is the right word but it's definitely there to service the audience in a particular way that's not really emphasizing how the specialness and the uniqueness of their worlds um like there's a lot of things that could be turned into holidays in the elder scrolls world for instance but because it's an mmo and because it's like this live service game that the audience is constantly engaging with they make this christmas time sort of holiday in order to kind of market things to players so you're thinking like microtransactions and stuff like that but also just kind of giving the player base uh like a reason to become a to maintain the community of the game in a certain sense it doesn't really do anything for the world i guess is what i'm trying to say but it does something for the audience specifically
0: i gotcha so You mentioned that, you know, in the Elder Scrolls universe, there's a lot of things they could make holidays for. And I think that brings up a good point. Original holidays. So. When we look at holidays, would it be safe to say we need to look at the when, how and why they occur?
1: For sure. Yeah. Like, when does it happen? how is it observed is it like a celebration is it solemn and why does the holiday exist is it religious is it excuse me is it a a national holiday is it a holiday that kind of exists in order to to emphasize or establish some sort of social norm um yeah that those are the questions to ask whenever you're making an original fictional holiday. And, and again, going back to Progress Day, Progress Day, when does it happen? It happens at a particular time of year. It's not really described, um, but it happens annually. So that that answers the when. It doesn't have to say. You don't have to say a specific day in a an original calendar that you made up. All you really have to say does it happen? biannually such as Eid or does it happen once a year does it happen every month what the when that's the when and then how is it observed what people dress up do they buy certain things do they um, feast that sort of thing and then as we said earlier why why does the holiday exist
0: okay well We talked about holidays. We've discussed, you know, the whole ins and outs of them, why they exist. Why I think we should make one for our Sword and Planet project?
1: For sure. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. So, <clears throat> I think we should ask. Hmm. I'm thinking.
1: Is it going to be an original holiday? Or is it gonna be a, a copycat holiday?
0: Let's do original. Okay. Do we want it to be a celebration or something a little bit more solemn? Uh I I think let's do
1: celebration. Let's do uh it's the Christmas season. Um let's you know, maybe try to get into the Christmas spirit a little bit. You know, it's the it what maybe this holiday for the Zordon Planet world is the best time of the year for this uh, civilization. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. Let's see. Hmm. So something festive, something you know, a little Christmassy, maybe.
1: So I remember when we were world building for this world, um, we said it was going to be a tidally locked world um, with like this ring of life uh, kind of Terminator zone where one side of the planet is always facing the sun, one side's away. The one that's facing the sun is super hot. The one that's facing away is super cold, but that middle zone between the, between them is kind of like where all the life grows. So seasons, right, are not necessarily going to happen the same way or, or days aren't necessarily going to happen the same way in this world, but seasons might because of the orbit. So if the world is kind of like, if its orbit around the sun is not perfectly circular, it might have seasons, so that's when we're thinking about liminal spaces. Like, is this going to be at the change of a season? Such as change from summer to winter, summer to fall, fall to winter.
0: Let's let's put it at the end of a season. But I feel like winter is so, you know, overused for, you know, festive occasions and what have you let's let's put it in in our world's equivalent of the end of fall
1: the end of fall mm-hmm. so like going into winter
0: going into winter but you know the leaves are still nice okay and yellow and so
1: we'll say fall equinox yeah okay so it's a, it's a, maybe a, a bit of a, a harvest holiday.
0: Yeah, you know, something to celebrate. Hmm. I feel like if we say something to celebrate the harvest, we're just copying the harvest festival at that point.
1: Well, here's, an, here's a cool idea, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so we haven't really talked about, what society is going to be celebrating this? Um, kind of the who, you know, if you will. You, that's another question that you kind of have to answer is, um, one second, I think I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> no, okay, I'm good. Um, like who is going to be celebrating this holiday, right? So, uh, okay what if i have an idea of brewing that's why i'm kind of stalling here Mm -hmm. what if this is celebrated in the hotter side of the planet where water is uncommon uh and because you're thinking about summer during the summer months the water is going to be, like the water cycle is going to be a bit more extreme. Weather is going to be extreme on this world. Um, So during the summer, um, kind of at the hotter edge of the Terminator Zone, what you'd find is a lot more storms, like very, very crazy, um, terrible storms during the summer months. So what if this is a celebration of the end of the storm season?
0: I really like that so it could be a celebration of the end of the storm season and it could be a celebration of life as well because i would be safe to assume i think that these storms would have quite a devastating effect to those you know caught in its path Mm -hmm. so you know not only a celebration of its end but a celebration to those who survived Okay, okay.
1: Okay, so end of the storm season, um, celebrating um, those who lived. Hmm, okay, so and now we're thinking about, okay, go ahead, what were you gonna say?
0: Oh, sorry, but um one of our audience members just mentioned to me it could also be something about coming of age you know the challenges of surviving in the wild you know in such a crazy environment like that Mm -hmm. so you know it it could have multiple meanings depending on your perspective like we discussed earlier right
1: yeah okay um definitely have multiple meanings and uh one second, I'm just getting our notes down here. So it's a celebration. It's celebrating those who lived. Um, Now we're kind of, we'll get into the why, right? So why is this holiday celebrated? And I think you just said it. I think you just said a part of it, which is, um,
0: Well, I said a lot of things. Um, so, <laughs> it could be celebrated for many reasons. Um, one reason it can be celebrated is it commemorates <clears throat> survival. You know, be it commemorates that survival in that harsh environment, that mm-hmm. experience that you can carry with you through life. You know, the making of a man or a woman. It it tempers you, and Something else, you know, another reason as to why we celebrate it, why it could be, it's to signify the calm to come, you know, winter's Mm -hmm. here, or it's coming here soon, and in that it brings smoother winds, softer waves, so on and so forth. So yeah, so we're saying
1: essentially that why this holiday is celebrated is a, um, it reinforces social values like endurance and survival, and, and those who kind of do what it takes.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So, okay, okay, interesting. Um, and then what you also said was that it's it's. Uh, celebrating the calm to come, okay. So I'll just put that down, celebrating the calm to come. Um, I think it'd be a little difficult to say that it's a national holiday, but I think it could definitely be a cultural holiday because the of culture of the, of the group, whatever cultural group lives in this area, right, lives in this area that has this holiday um, is, is going to be celebrating this together. Um, yeah. So it would be a bit of a um, cultural unity holiday. So that's uh that's one reason and then can we think of any real i i personally think that this would have definitely have some religious or spiritual values to it if this society that's celebrating this is a very religious one when we talked about religions if you remember when we talked about the religions of this world um we def- we liked the idea of having um one group worshiping essentially an ai god (laughs) um and then one group kind of worshiping almost like lovecraftian eldritch cosmic horrors that they've discovered in the depths of the stars right Mm -hmm. um are we going to run with that do we want to say that this is a, a maybe a group that doesn't engage with either of those things has its own gods its own religious values, no religious
0: values. I'm thinking that this this particular group will be kind of, um, I don't want to say archaic or traditional, but you know they would have a standard, mm, standard monotheistic
1: mm-hmm.
0: principle to it. You know, perhaps they worship the sea and treat the sea itself. As okay, idea okay. So perhaps they treat the sea and the sky as two separate deities, similar to how you know Native Americans celebrate not gods but elements of the earth, they could have something of that going for them. So instead of them, you know, worshiping a deity or a deity being they worship the the elements themselves that cause this destruction these great works of nature okay okay
1: okay so they have a uh, a spirituality that surrounds natural forces essentially Re- it heavily regards natural forces as as beings in and of themselves so almost you you could say you could compare it to shintoism
0: similar yes yeah
1: okay okay um and so what they this group that we're talking about here um trying to think Would there be particular religious practices? Um, we said it could be coming of age, right? So maybe it's during this time of year that they um, commemorate all the people who have become adults in their in their society. Um, and they do that by, commending them to the water god to or or maybe what whatever mountain they hot hi- maybe okay here's an idea right so in order to hide from the storms and survive the storms they would have to um be pretty close to cave systems you know like shelter very very strong sturdy shelter mm-hmm. um and so what if the mountain father, like this is a common thing in religions where you have sky mother, mountain father. Or no, 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 no. That's it's actually it's sky father and earth mother, earth mother and sky father. So the earth mother, right. Um, you like they commemorate these people hmm, trying to think. maybe they say the ones who have grown and survived to become adults are born of both the earth and the sky you know what i mean like they have become one with both earth and sky in order to survive
0: and they have found that inner unity within themselves you know, that way it has a societal and cultural meaning to the religion. But it also has that interpersonal level as well. So
1: commemorating coming of age survivors become one with Earth and sky. Okay. Okay, so there's, you know, we could think of, maybe later we can think of like what specific practices might be ritualized in order to do that. But that's all we really need to know for now. Okay, so we know the when of this holiday. We know who's celebrating it, people. It, it, the win is at the fall equinox at the end of the storm season. We know who's celebrating it, a group of people that live on the hot side of the terminator zone of this planet um we know the why there it it um enforces social values regarding endurance and survival it encourages cultural unity by celebrating the calm to come and uh it has spiritual and religious significance by commemorating people coming of, like children coming of age as survivors Who have become one with earth and sky and the how is that it is a celebration it's a happy time of the year it's the best time of the year quote unquote
0: i mean i'd celebrate it
1: yeah i mean that's all you need for now i mean definitely if we were going to world build further we would up with more specific practices and stuff like that but really at face value this is all you need to create an
0: original holiday i think it needs a name wyatt yeah yeah okay okay let's name it i'm thinking storm's end name
1: okay storm's end Storm's in day. I like it. We can even spell end with an I. Because the name, right? Because you're thinking about naming conventions now. Like when you put two words together, oftentimes the pronunciation changes and it gets leveled so we're putting storms apostrophe storm apostrophe s storms and e and d together so that's storms storms and day
0: okay okay i like how it looks yeah
1: all right and that's that's holidays that's fictional holidays hey, everybody
0: all right now everyone we are now making it official December 14th, storms and day. We will celebrate it. (laughs) All right. Wyatt, I think that about covers this conversation. For sure. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think there's one more thing we should say to our audience. What's that? I think we should wish them a happy holidays.
1: Indeed. <laughs> well, happy holidays, everyone. Um, I hope it's a good time. I hope that you um, find peace and happiness in these in these crazy days that we're living in. Um, and really, whatever you're celebrating, I just hope that it's a it's an incredible
0: t- day and time for you. Absolutely, and like Wyatt said. <clears throat> In these times of tribulation, I, you know, I really hope you all find your peace within yourselves. I hope whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, storms and day, what have (laughs) you, Yule, so on and so forth. I hope you have a wonderful time with your friends, your family, both, or even if it's just with yourself, have you some hot cocoa snuggle up against the fire. And wait for that next episode of the Coalescence Publishing Podcast. And like, share, and subscribe to find out new content. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, everyone, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in.